Welcome. You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast today. You can always get a hold of us on our social media platforms, uh, such as Facebook and Instagram, or you can go right directly to our website, and that is at UncommonSensePodcast.com. You can send an email there or uh, purchase some merchandise or uh, even go back and listen to uh, to archived uh, podcasts. Uh, we we do a lot of uh, of podcasting. <laughs> we we do three times a week: uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, it is our honor to bring this to you the day after Easter. And you know, it, it it's it used to be that if you were a CEO of a company, <clears throat> you you did everything that that you could just to stay out of politics. <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan famously said, uh, Republicans buy sneakers too, <laughs> when asked why he would not endorse anyone in the 1990 U.S. Senate race in North Carolina between incumbent uh, Republican Jesse Helms and Democrat challenger Harvey Gantt. And um, the, the point that he was trying to make, uh, that, that when when he was asked about why he wouldn't uh, support one of the candidates and actually support Harvey Gantt uh, was that um, that if he he supported Harvey Gantt, then he would hurt his brand with the Republicans. That Republicans buy sneakers too, and and if he made them mad, why would they want to buy his sneakers? And so he wanted to stay out of the politics, and 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 it wasn't that he couldn't support. You know the uh, one candidate or another. Um, you know he he actually ended up making a donation to Gantz campaign, but he did it without making it public. So you know he wasn't going to support Jesse Helms, and that would hurt his brand with the Democrats, or support Harvey Gantz publicly, and then that would hurt his brand with the Republicans. Well, today things have changed in the business realm. Uh, companies are trying to outwoke each other, and uh, they 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 make public statements. Uh, they uh, take public actions, even seemingly without thought, as to how half their customer base uh, will think about it. And I've really tried to think about this as to why that would be the case. Why is there this shift and this change in the business community to trying to outwoke each other? And and not really think about what the consequences might be. Um, I, I've I've come up with some ideas, and I, I think that that they are seen as trendy and relevant companies and CEOs when they woke wash, I, I, and 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 that means that they, that you know they're not stuck in the in this you know stuffy past, and they they, they are uh, awake to the so, social justice of of the day. Um, I think they, they also look at, um, you know, the fact that conservatives are, are more practical, really, uh, than, than, uh, um, than leftists. They, they, what I mean by that is they're, they're less emotional, so they, they're less likely to boycott a company when, when they get offended. I mean, you know, when you're practical, you, you, you tend not to cut your nose off to spite your face, <laughs> so to speak. And so, you know, if, if, Costco, for instance, uh, does something that you know is is along the social justice realm or whatever, and 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 it's totally out of line. 
well, they're probably not going to stop going to Costco, um, but maybe a leftist might. And so uh, I think they, they, they look at things uh, from the fact that conservatives are a more practical bunch. And I also think that, that woke washing is profitable. Uh, woke washing uh, your company um, is, is something where you, you put on this public face of wokeness when that's really what you're all you're doing you're just basically putting on a, a a good face for the leftists and there's really not a whole lot of change going on in fact i, I came across an article uh from really a, a, a liberal outlet and it was written um entitled woke washing your company won't cut it and it was by aaron um dowell and uh, Marlette Jackson. This was back actually last July when this was written, but it starts out this way. It says, Kelly, a data scientist at the tech co- at, at a tech company, recently submitted a request for a promotion. And her responsibilities had increased after turnover on her team, and she felt the extra work merit uh, recognition. But she was told that the vice president who needed to approve the promotion didn't have time to consider it. They were too preoccupied, in her opinion, crafting a company response to the renewed conversations about racial injustice and police brutality. As a black woman asking for her work to be recognized, or having getting a raise, <laughs> she was uh, struck by the hypocrisy. Quote, I found it ironic that senior leadership prioritized their public image when internally they dismissed or ignored the very black voices that they claimed to care about, unquote. She, she told us in this article, uh, quote, it made the gesture of solidarity feel like a slap in the face, unquote. And it goes on to say that as, as companies all over the U.S. have rushed to advertise their commitment to racial justice and claim common cause with a historic protest movement, they call it, We've seen a lot of stories like Kelly's. Her sentiments are representative of the many employees experiencing statement fracture or fatigue and a growing level of disinterest, ambivalence, and outright outrage toward companies calling out racial injustice without showing any signs of taking action, it says. And in the current U.S social climate, employees are becoming more empowered to call out their company's hypocrisy and their their hijinks and their <laughs> their, their uh, solidarity statements with uh, lopsided statistics of company representation and personal accounts of negative workplace experiences. And it continues and, and, and really finalizes here by saying, while many companies are speaking out because they know the cost of silence is high. They're discovering that the cost of woke washing, which is uh, appropriating the language of social activism into marketing materials, for instance, can be high too. Organize, uh, organizations such as Whole Foods, Pinterest, and Adidas have all seen public complaints from current and former employees that uh, corporate statements of solidarity glossed over internal inequities. For many workers, such as statements from executive leaders, uh, underscore how the same leaders who rally for black lives have fallen short 
when it comes to addressing these problems. Empty company statements have, seen, have seemed to say that black lives only matter to a big business when there's profit to be made. So I think, I think you know, this is, this is my point here is that uh, they, they really tend to see a profit in this whitewashing, put on this, this public face. Um, but I think things are, are really starting to, to backfire, as you can kind of see from this article here. Uh, it is starting to become, you know, around, uh, come around on them, I, I think, a bit. Uh, and, and really, um, it's going to really maybe bite them in the backside, I think, uh, in, in the near future. Uh, appeasement never works. Just ask British Prime Minister, uh, you know, uh, Neville Chamberlain. I mean, when he said, peace for our time, this was a declaration made by him after he and others uh, let Adolf Hitler uh, have Belgium. And this was to appease him. Say, hey, look, you can have Belgium, and you can, if you just simply stop there and stop invading other countries, then it'll be okay, right? We're, we'll, we'll give you Belgium, but, you know, we're going to appease you with that. But as long as you stop there, we have peace for our time. And, of course, the irony of that statement was that less than a year later, they had declared war on Nazi Germany. And so appeasement never never works. Uh, when when a, a company tries to get into politics and go all social justice warrior on everyone... Uh, you know, it, it'll never be enough. It, it really will never be enough. The leftists will always want more. And these very companies that are praised right now for how relevant and forward-thinking they are, well, you know, they're, they're going to be the targets of tomorrow. There's, there's just no, no two ways around it. Uh, I also believe that leftists uh, do not think through things from a logical level uh, many times. And I, I think... One of the main goals of being a leftist is that you have to to look like you're trying. I mean, that's that's like that's like the, almost the number one thing. You have to look like you're trying. It it does not matter if what you are doing or supporting actually hurts your cause or hurts people. It only matters that you had good intentions. You know, you feel good about trying to do the right thing, and others will see you as an enlightened individual. It kind of reminds me of a time uh, when I was working for uh, really the only fast food um, job I've ever had in my life, and it was a number of years ago. And when I first started there, um, the the manager kind of pulled me aside and says, look, I don't care if you're actually busy. I want you to look busy. So even if there's nothing to do, let's say we're slow, and there's nothing to do, then pick up a broom or whatever and just look like you're sweeping or whatever the case. And, and I, in my mind, I was thinking, how, how, how dumb is this? And this just doesn't make any logical sense to me. Why would you want your employees to just simply look like they were busy and yet never really accomplish anything? I can have a broom in my hand, but the floor could never get swept completely because I'm just looking like I'm busy. I'm not actually doing work. And it's the same type of mentality here. I just don't quite understand how you can you can want something, you can uh, have a passion for something, that you can uh, be striving to support something, and yet know that 
it might ne- you might actually be working uh, and, and accomplishing the opposite, <laughs> you know, of what you're striving for. That that it doesn't, and, and that and that 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 doesn't even matter. Um, that that it's just as long as you look good. That's what matters. I, I just it, it, that's a hard one for me to wrap my brain around, and and I, and I think that's illustrated here in this article here uh, from the Daily Wire and Ash uh, So uh, from April third, just a couple days ago, uh, an article entitled "Stacey Abrams Pushed Misinformation About Georgia Voting Bill." Now she's upset by the consequences, and it says failed Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams spent. Weeks spreading misinformation about the state's new voting reform law, calling it a redux of Jim Crow in a suit and tie. Now that her false claims about the bill have resulted in Major League Baseball announcing that it would move its All-Star game and draft out of Atlanta, Abrams has released a statement denouncing the decision. I mean... So, so let me catch you up to speed if you didn't catch the podcast uh, last Friday. And, and, and just in a nutshell, what is happening here is that Georgia has passed a law, the governor signed it and everything, it's going into law, where it is basically reforming its, its voter laws. Uh, as, as everybody around the world, not just the nation, saw how dismal some of these states were with their uh, voters law, uh, voter laws, and particularly when it came to COVID and things. I mean, they're, you know, in Georgia, they, they had no, no uh, right to put out these um, voting stations, uh, these voter uh, boxes where you could drop your ballot off. And, um, and yet they did it anyway. And uh, now they have a law that says, okay, you can do those drop boxes, but you have to do those drop boxes this way to maintain a level of security when it comes to those boxes. Like you, they, they have to be inside. They have to be, you know, at least watched. Um, and they can't just be, you know, in a place where anybody could dump anything in or take anything out. So uh, that's, uh, that, that was just one of the, the aspects of this law. And so what Georgia did was they decided to try to, to, to update these laws and make it so that their elections were no longer a joke, because that's kind of what we saw in the last presidential election. Uh, and, and when they went to do this, everybody that was on a left-leaning tilt uh, got all upset over this, including our, uh, our president and... Uh, and Stacey Abrams, who is a big figure there, who has lost um, at least once or twice, and I know of at least her gubernatorial bid there. Uh, and she's she's a rising star, so to speak, in the Democratic Party, um, even though she's not really won anything yet. Um, but it says here, it says here's her statement after she blasted this law. Here's her statement, and it's, it reads this way: It says Republicans who uh, passed and defended Senate Bill 2020, did so knowing the economic risks to our state. They prioritized making it harder for people of color to vote over the economic well-being of Georgians. Again, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to say that, uh, you know, you can go back and listen to the the last podcast. Uh, This is actually not hurting someone's ability to vote. It's actually makes it easier for them to vote. 
Um, but again, that's another podcast. She goes on to say, like many Georgians, I am disappointed that the that Major League Baseball has relocated the All-Star game. However, I commend the players, the owners, and league commissioner for speaking out. I urge others in position of leadership to do so as well. As I have stated, I respect boycotts. Although, I do not want to see Georgia's families hurt by lost events and jobs. Georgians targeted by voter suppression will be hurt as opportunities go to other states, and we should not abandon the victims of the GOP malice and lies. We must stand together, she says. Uh, Georgia Republicans must uh, renounce the terrible damage they have caused to our voting system, blah, 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 right? And the harm they have inflicted on our uh, economy. Our corporate community must get off the sidelines as full partners in this fight. Acknowledging the provisions of Senate Bill 2020 do not ex- uh, expand voting rights. and They restrict those rights uh, affecting employees and customers alike. I mean, I, she can't say how they do this. Nobody can say how they do this. They can't back up what they're saying here, but they're going to continue to spout it anyway. Um, and she goes on to say that, and leaders must publicly support the voting right provisions in the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights um, Advancement Act to mitigate the harm being done in Georgia and other states. Uh, I mean, come on. You, you, you're, you're saying that you don't like what Major League Baseball did here, and yet you're encouraging others to do the same? This is just not logical. This is just not rational. Um, as, as other events, pr- uh, productions, and businesses weigh whether to patronize Georgia, I urge those who can come out to speak out. And I urge those who are here to stay and fight and stay and vote. We need you. Now, the Washington Post uh, fact-checked various complaints by uh, the Georgia bill and ultimately finding that the experts it spoke to said that, quote, the net effect was to expand the opportunities to vote for most Georgians, not limit them. Uh, Specifically, the Post found that while Biden and others claim the new law, um, as he put it, ends voting hours early so working people can't cast their vote after their shift is over, well, as the Post noted, the new law does no such thing. There's nothing in that bill. That was just something Biden made up, just out of the clear blue. Um, critics of the bill also fo- falsely claim the new Georgia bill would profit uh, or prohibit food or drink from being passed out to people waiting in line to vote. And as the Daily Wire previously reported, the bill does not prevent people waiting in line to vote from receiving food or water, but politicians and their staff cannot provide it and, uh, as, as an effort to secure votes. Poll workers can pass out water or food as they see fit. And, and so I, I really truly believe that there are consequences for these, these companies that are trying to outwoke each other. Um, you know, you, you, see, you see even the people that are blasting this bill in Georgia now suddenly come back and go, wow, but we don't like the consequences, but we think more companies should do it. <laughs> it's just... It's just, it's talking out of both sides of your mouth. 
but I, I but as I said, I think there are consequences for those companies trying to to, to outwoke each other, and and I, and I end it with this. I I I, um, I saw an article uh, again in the Daily Wire in this case, and there's a, a, a number of other articles. This was just simply by uh, Tim Pierce um, again back in, on April third, um, but it was entitled "Go Woke" or hashtag "Go Woke Go Broke," and um, and he's talking about Cruz, uh, Senator Cruz and Lee, and and they're calling for an end to the MLB antitrust protections after the league boycotts Georgia. So Senator Ted Cruz, uh, who's, of course, a Republican from, from Texas, uh, and Mike Lee, Republican from Utah, on Friday uh, echoed a call by uh, Representative Jeff Duncan, Republican from South Carolina, to strip Major League Baseball of antitrust exemptions that grants it immunity from federal anti monopoly laws okay so let me let me talk just a little bit about this major league baseball has um a kind of a unique thing that even other uh other leagues such as football and and basketball and things that they that they don't have they have a um they they have a special privilege basically uh of being exempt from antitrust laws Uh, and basically what these antitrust laws are in a nutshell is that they are um they they have the ability to basically have a a monopoly on baseball and so uh there there are other leagues that can try to start up and 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 they they can't do so because of these laws and they they are protected from from any kind of lawsuit in regards to that and so um what these senators and and representatives uh, are trying to do here is they're trying to strip Major League Baseball of those protections, of those exemptions. And and it's it, because it, what they're saying is, hey, if you're going to operate this way, then we're going to not allow you to have these special privileges. Let, let, let me read on. It says, the Republican lawmakers are pushing to strip MLB of its special league protections in light of the league's announcement it was moving its July All-Star game and draft out of Atlanta to pr- protest the Georgia's new election reforms signed into law in March. Quote, in light of at MLB's stance to undermine election integrity laws, I have instructed my staff to begin drafting legislation to remove Major League Baseball's federal antitrust exemption. Unquote. And this is what Duncan said in a tweet Friday afternoon. Uh, quote, an overwhelming bipartisan majority of Americans support requiring an ID to vote. And any organization that abuses its power to oppose secure elections deserves increased scrutiny under the law, unquote. Lee soon followed saying that no corporation should possess the legal immunities that the MLB has. Other sport uh, leagues, such as National Football League and National Basketball Association do not enjoy the same antitrust immunity as the MLB, which gained its special protections from a 1922 Supreme Court decision, uh, which is a whole nother thing you know, we could get into, which was really interesting if you want to look that up, uh, of how the Supreme Court came down with that decision. Really kind of an interesting deal that, that really should not have happened, and, uh, and, and that's for another time. 
Uh, quote, why does at MLB still have antitrust immunity? It's time for the federal government to stop granting special privileges to specific favored corporations, especially those that punish their political opponents, Lee said. Couldn't agree with him more on that. Uh, Cruz added exactly, exactly right. And at Senator Mike Lee, and I will be working hard to end MLB's antitrust immunity. Hashtag go woke, go broke. <laughs> Major League Baseball Commissioner uh, Robin Manfred announced on Friday that the league was moving its All-Star game and its draft out of Georgia uh, over the state's new election reforms. And, and, and they, didn't, they couldn't say why. They could not say why they were doing it. I mean, they couldn't say, well, this, this I mean, other than, you know, the, the law, they, they couldn't say why, what was wrong with the law. They couldn't say, well, it's because, um, you know, blacks are not allowed to vote in Georgia anymore or something like that, which, of course, is not the case. And so they, they just simply, you know, listened to the pressure they were receiving from the woke left, and they decided that this was a, a good business decision. Now, obviously, it looks like it may backfire on them, and I think this is going to continue to happen more and more down the line. Uh, companies need to slow down and understand that the loudest voices are not always the majority. Following their advice uh, can have the opposite effect on their bottom line. And I think in this case, in, in the case of MLB, Major League Baseball, I think it's going to do that. I think it's going to have an effect on their bottom line. And I think that uh, by, by doing this kind of thing, it only hurts their brand. And it hurts the, the, uh, a sport that should be not something that is very political. I mean, that's what people tend to, to, to watch sports for, is to get out of that kind of thing and, and away from politics. And when, they, when you interject this type of stuff into the sport, you're only harming that league, in my opinion. You may agree, you may disagree. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Um, you know, this, uh, this the day after Easter uh, is, uh, uh, Easter is a special time. And, and uh, those of us that have a relationship uh, with a living Christ Jesus uh, know just how special it is. Uh, it really is almost more special than Christmas because, yes, he, uh, Christmas is, is a time where we celebrate the fact that God became his own creation, he became man, but on Easter we celebrate the fact that he then did what he did. He died and he rose again. Why? So that we could be reunited with him. And that is through that relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have one, again, you can even contact us uh, here at the podcast and you can go um, to uncommonsensepodcast.com and you can always uh, correspond with us there and, and we would love to walk you through how you might have that relationship. Um, but anyway, whether it be through for that uh, or for a discussion on what we've brought up here or anything else, we would love to hear from you. And again, thanks for listening.